Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land of the House of Sin and where the studios stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the land our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. Hello and welcome back to Cricket Pie Dummies, the show where we waste time producing it and you waste time listening it. Damn, that's just a really depressing start <laughs> to the show. Like, don't get me wrong, accuracy. But it I is, always feel like honesty is best. Yeah, honesty is a great policy. Um, it's a shame that we don't have many Adam Gilchrist in the world of cricket anymore, though. Yeah, no, too many Stuart Broads, I reckon. Just a few too many of them. <laughs> we'll be spending a lot of time talking about Stuart Broad tonight. we got some ashes and some better stuff coming up. But first, let's talk about a man we talked about last week. A man by the name of Sunil Ambrose, the poor wait, wait, bastard. Wait, 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 wait. Didn't we start the show with this last week? Is, is this our Spain unoriginal? Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Did we, did last we... week we talked about him hitting the stumps. He couldn't yeah, have yeah, done yeah, that yeah. again, No, right? no, no. So, no. Yeah, of course. No, it's something new. Let's, hang on. Let me just read the story. He's, um... He's out, hit wick. What was it last time? No, I'm pretty sure it was that last time. Alex, we talked about going in t- <laughs> back in time last week. Yeah. Can we, we actually travel through time now? Is it the 4th of December right now, maybe? <laughs> We're just repeating the show all over again. Guys, it's going to be the same show as last week. So if you were bored last <laughs> week, don't bother this week. <laughs> yeah, they, we'll put out a warning with the show. So this week, um, just in repetition of last week, last week we talked about the fact that Sunil Ambrose, the young batsman from the West Indies, was our first ball in his first ever test match hit wicket. And guess what? He did it again. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious me. Like, this <laughs> Poor is, kid. <laughs> this is concerning because it was about the same sort of delivery as well. Trent Bolt came in and it was just back of the length and he just jumps back on his stumps and you can see the look on Bolt's face like, you idiot, how did you manage to do that? <laughs> it's that affectionate, you're an idiot look. Like, yeah. oh, you're such an idiot, but I'm glad I got you out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the wicket, but I feel like you're kind of handing it to me. <laughs> Didn't have to do much to earn Alex, this one. I've got it figured out. It's match fixing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is like the Pakistanis used to do the overstepping the no balls by about a meter. This is the next level up. It's how do you make sure you get out in a delivery that's like not going to hit the stumps? Step back onto your own wicket. <laughs> and he's like, well, this can't draw any attention to me. It's not like too a- amateur. I think that's a good way of putting it. Two yeah. amateur radio presenters in Australia are going to pick notice. up on it. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably listening to our show going, damn it, I thought I'd gotten away with it. <laughs> I was this close. <laughs> uh, also in news this week, we have to talk about the fact that an England player got in trouble for doing something stupid whilst drunk. <laughs> What? what? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is this show just going to be a repeat of everything that's happened? Is the world just going in cycles, Alex? It is. It's just one giant circle. <laughs> it's just. Like, <laughs> wait. The world is one giant circle. No, it's flat, isn't it? No, it's flat. <laughs> just ask Harry Irving. Yeah, exactly. No, it's... You know what we should do, actually? What? We should predict what our news is going to be for next week. <laughs> so, okay, okay, you ready? So, my prediction for the news next week is that Sunil Ambrose will be out hit wicket. <laughs> <laughs> Same that, exact delivery. <laughs> Same exact delivery, short pulled on about leg stump, and he'll go out hit wicket. And, and we lost, who was it this week? Ben Duckett. So, I'd say it's about... Um, 
I'm going to say it's Gary Balance's turn to do something stupid next week. Yeah, and he, so, just to balance things yeah, out. Yeah, so he's got to go... Oh, my <laughs> oh God, God, that's terrible. <laughs> so he's going to get drunk, and we've had them punching a random player, headbutting. headbutting an opposition player, and pouring drinks over themselves. So the last thing left is to go after the fans. So what's going to happen is <laughs> Gary Balance is going to punch a fan. That is the headline you're going to hear next army. week. <laughs> it's going to hit the... Balance the army. The ba- that's, that won't that's, be. That's not a thing. It won't be a well balanced army after this. Oh! I'd love it when you make the same pun as me. I know. Like a I, I was, later. Th- that wasn't actually a pun. That was like almost an inverse pun where it's so bad it's funny. You see, what I think is going to happen next week is Ambrose is actually going to get out stumped. He's going to over-adjust. He's going to move like a meter out of his crease and he's just going to get stumped. So is it with the English player, is that going to be an over-adjustment as well? Is like one of the Australian players going to try and like outdo the English players by by like trying to do something worse? Like, like they saw Ben Duckett go, hold my beer, I got this. No, no, no. What's going to happen is they're going to drink so much water that they do something stupid from that. <laughs> Death by overhydration. <laughs> yes. That's, no, did you want to talk about the actual incident? Or no, we just... <laughs> I feel like we covered it pretty well. But yeah, Ben Duckett has been suspended. Uh, he's a squad player with the England lineup, and he's been suspended for pouring a drink over James Anderson's head because, you know, it's bad enough when you punch random people. It's bad enough when you headbutt your opposition players but now it's time to go after your teammates as well yeah it's a bit of a strange one especially since you're not even in like the main team and you're never really going to be in it you kind of want to have like friends in like in like the a team and uh james anderson happens to be one of those guys who's kind of in the team yeah and pouring alcohol on him isn't like I don't think it's like the best way to become oh, oh really? Because I actually, what one of my common pickup lines is I will go up to girls in bars and just pour drinks on their head and they just fall in love with me. That's what happens. Oh, is it? Yeah. So I, I'm assuming that um, poor, poor... You wanted him to fall in love with him. <laughs> poor Ben Duckett was really just looking for love and mis- and James Anderson has misinterpreted these signals. Maybe he like poured at a bad angle. <laughs> you know what? You should talk to him. <laughs> I'll give him some he advice. Can, he can give you some advice on batting, bowling, fielding, catching, <laughs> and, everything. And, and I'll give him some advice on how to pour drinks on people to get Sounds them like to... Sounds like a fair trade. Yeah, definitely. Should um, we get to the extra show? <laughs> <laughs> we do have a fantastic show coming up for you tonight. There is so much going on in the world of cricket right now ridiculous international games domestic games the ashes is happening we haven't even mentioned that yet australia won the second test coming into perth they lead 2-0 we will talk about that more later also we're going to play a little bit of two lies one truth because we're two hipster to play two truths one lie so we've gone off the mainstream and are playing two lies one truth we have to put our little twist on everything so we're going to go with two lies one truth so you have to pick the truth get excited for all that coming up but first alan walker with faded that was Alan Walker with Faded here on Sin 90.7 FM. You're here with Cricket by Dummies as we discuss the Ashes and all the other international news going on in cricket right now as I accidentally almost knocked my headphones off. Because even, <laughs> even when sitting in a studio with nothing in your way, I still managed to find a way to screw something up. Yeah. No, but at least you're excited. Like... Why would anyone get excited about the news? The news. <laughs> um, let's talk the Ashes. So the second test wrapped up on... When was it? Thursday? It was on... Tu- tu- no, it was on Wednesday no it wrapped idea. up. Wednesday we wrapped had up. the first three days done. Yeah, the last two days were mostly a formality, really. Yeah. Um, Australia just bowled England out. England went. England looked good for a bit, actually. They went to stumps and everyone was like, well, they can could actually do this, but... Uh, the Australian bowlers just started the day very well. Nathan Lyon is just the GOAT. 
Is he not? He, he is the GOAT. There's a lot to talk about with him. Um, so I believe when we left off at Stumps, they were about three or four, four down. Four down for about 60 deals. Uh, they ended up getting actually rolled by the English in the morning on the Tuesday, on day four. Yep. Um, all out for 138. The sent the, sent the English in, needing 350-odd to win. Um, I believe it was about that. I can't remember what it yep. was exactly. They... Then had them four for 160 at Stumps. Joe Root was 67, not out overnight. Everyone was like, can Joe Root save the day? And the dismissal of him in the morning basically signaled the end. Um, Key talking points from those last few days before we move on with the game. Uh, For me, it was the fact that I've been confident mostly in Australia's batting order. Watching James Anderson steamroll through the Australians on the tail end of day three and the beginning of day four made me think there might just be a little bit more vulnerability there than I would like. Okay, I I kind of get that, but there was quite a few conditions for it to happen because it was night. It's the first time James Anderson has played in Australia under the lights, and it's the first time he's ever gotten a five foot in Australia. Like he's been here for probably three Ashes series, I think now, and he still hasn't gotten a five foot until now, which is amazing for someone who's such a talented bowler and has over five hundred Test wickets. Yep. So, I don't, I don't know. I'm not worried as much in the vulnerability of the Australian lineup because James Anderson can't seem to be able to do this when it's not under, not under lights. In saying that, he bowled beautifully and it was so good to watch a world-class swing bowler because that's what the English bowlers are really good at, um, swinging the ball, whereas in Australia, it's just more flat surfaces. Um, but no, I'm not as worried about the Australian lineup as you seem to be. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that. And I think you're definitely right. There are no uh, day-night tests to come from from here, so he's not going to get those circumstances again. I just think that when he's swinging the ball that much on uh, in those circumstances, and he did did take several wickets in the morning as well, um, when the ball's swinging a bit less, it's actually sometimes easy to get wickets because the balls are easier to nick. When they were swinging so much like they were on that day three evening, um, you saw a lot of those balls swing much to actually go well past the edge. Yeah. They're not even getting anywhere near hitting it. So um, we'll be curious to see what happens with that. Another big talking point, uh, day five rolled around in Australia, needed the wickets to get through. And out came the quicks. It was the the old dependables that we thought were going to do the damage going into these series. Uh, Josh Hazelwood and Mitchell Stark, they each rolled through that final remains of the English resistance. Stark ended with five wickets in the second innings, bowled beautifully at times in that second innings. Um, did you feel like this was the Australian bowling attack finally living up to the hype that was so much talked about them throughout the build-up to this series? Well, I think it was bigger than that. There was pressure on them for the first time this series. Like, there was an, a huge amount of pressure. Like, if Joe Root got his eye in at the start of day five, like, he was 60 not out. If he stayed in and got his eye in, he could have very easily just chased down the runs if he had a partner at the other end. Because all he needed was 80 himself and somebody to score 70 at the other end and it would have been over. Yep. And they had 90 overs to score 180, so run rate was not an issue whatsoever. So Joe Root would just have to bat 90 overs. And if he gets his eye in, he can do a lot of things. And uh, he just couldn't because he was locked down at the start of the day by Hazelwood and Stark and a beautiful delivery to get rid of him. Yeah, I think it was really good to see them, you know, live up to their name, as you put put it. Yeah, I totally agree. Anything else you want to talk about this game before we move on? Uh, No. No? Um, we should mention... 2-0! <laughs> <laughs> to all the England fans out there, 2-0. Also, we forgot to mention this last week, but Nathan Lyon's catch. That was just oh, utterly superb. That was... A beautiful piece of fielding. It was so good seeing the goat <laughs> flying through midair. <laughs> they usually joke about, like, uh, pigs flying, but this time it was the goat. Yeah. 
Well, there Interesting. you go. Uh, Actually, I didn't see anyone joking about a goat <laughs> flying, Alex. <laughs> I saw a lot of memes on the internet, not going to lie. Uh, let's talk India-Sri Lanka because that the series is underway right now. Um, they concluded the third and final test in the test series. Um, we talked a little bit about it last week. Um, some important knocks in the second innings from... Uh, I'm going to try and get this right. I believe it's De Silva and... Um, the other silver. <laughs> that was my attempts at them getting their names right. That, that um, passes for me. Uh, helped to, uh, Sri Lanka towards five for two hundred and ninety nine on the final day before they call, called off the game due to the fact that they just weren't going to get through the rest of the overs. Um, Dinesh Chandamal's one hundred and sixty four was the highlight in the first innings for Sri Lanka, and then uh, Shikta Dawan hit sixty seven to help get him back into some form uh, for the Indians. But this game. Uh, mostly marred by the controversy we talked about it a little bit about last time of just this this pollution situation. Sri Lanka has filed a formal complaint uh, to the ICC about the uh, sta- uh, circumstances in which they were forced to play in. And we'll see what's going to happen. Um, but unfortunately, the series goes on for now. Uh, the ODI series has now begun. Game one, over and done with. And having lost the Test Series 1-0, Sri Lanka hit back in a format that's much more suited to them. Uh, they took the first ODI 1-0. After rolling the Indians from 112, they posted 3 for 114. They had the Indians at 7 for 29 at one point. Steamrolled S- through Jesus. their top order. Fantastic stuff. Lakmal took 4 for 13 off 10 overs. Oh. Crazy, crazy figures. And then... Uh, Upal Taranga hit 49 in the chase to help secure the victory. Yeah, if, well, Dhoni got 65 of those 112 as well. If he hadn't stepped up, that would have been miserable. Yeah, they might have been rolled out for 50 or something. I tell you what, who would have thought going into the two test series, India, Sri, uh, Three India series. Sri Lanka, no, 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 to, well, the series between India, Sri Lanka, and then Australia, England, yep. that Australia, England would be the one that's one sided, <laughs> and India, Sri Lanka would be the one that was a decent battle. <laughs> was a decent battle, albeit in less than ideal conditions. Well, it was interesting series because there were two really interesting close tests. Um, that were hard fought draws for both sides, and then one absolute slaughterhouse. So, I don't know. Uh, it's, it shows that Sri Lanka's best is still up there, but just still a bit inconsistent. Um, the final game we're going to talk about in our international section is the New Zealand West Indies match, which is going on just about stumps uh, uh, just recently. New Zealand made 373 in the first innings before bowling out the West Indies for 221. They then made 8 for 291 declared, and as it stands, West Indies are 2 for 30 at stumps. A couple important talking points from this game, almost all of them comedic. We, <laughs> we already talked about Sunil Ambrose uh, getting out hit wicket again in this match, test number two, hit wicket number two. Um, but by far, my favourite moment was... Um, in New Zealand's uh, batting innings in the first innings, they made 373, I believe they said, and but it didn't look like they were going to get there. They actually collapsed to, I think it was seven for about 230 and looked like they were going to get rolled quite quickly by the West Indies. But a late cameo resistance by who? Trent Bolt. <laughs> Well-known batting figure, Trent Bolt. Oh, he, he's a superb batsman. He- a late batsman. Um, <laughs> and, and an excellent 37 not out in which I, I just charge you all, go out and watch this footage because... As he is batting, Trent Bolt is commentating his own batting. Not in a, like, talking to the commentators type way. You know, like, oh, the ball's coming at me kind of way. <laughs> and this is a man that's getting balls flung at him at 140 kilometers an hour and is terrified. Yeah. And it's quite entertaining to listen to, and yet is still going out there and batting for his country because that's what they needed to do. It's fantastic stuff, and I highly enjoyed it. What did you think? It's something that I've never tried, but I'm definitely going to try it now because, I mean, it's obviously worked. <laughs> Just commentating to yourself. I don't know. Is there actually a genuine question? Is there actually a um, 
limit on when you can speak? Can you speak as the fast bowler's coming in? I don't think you're allowed to speak as they're coming in, but I think once they release the ball, you can do what you want. <laughs> and when it gets to the keeper, ah, uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't like that ball. <laughs> uh, there's some stuff, a couple of great lines in there where he's like, oh, that's a short one. Oh, that's the slower one. <laughs> he's just he's just talking to himself. It's fantastic. Uh, it's great stuff. Um, we talked about Nathan Lyon a bit earlier, taking one of the best catches you'll see. This game was no exception to that as well. Some fantastic efforts. Trent Bolt himself, we're already discussing. Did he commentate the catch? <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm going to have to dive for this one. Oh, I got it. <laughs> he gets a caught and bowl chipped back at him and he dives one-handed and it is as good of Nathan Lyons, if not better. He literally saw Nathan Lyons catch a few days before and said, oh, hold my beer, I got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> uh, He's taken so many good catches over the years. He's an excellent fielder. Literally, I did this... A few months ago just go through a Trent Bolt uh, highlight catches video there is actually some substance to it it's not as short a video as you might expect no definitely very good and Shy Hope took a fantastic catch to dismiss uh, I think it was uh, Wagner in the first innings um, which you know gave the West Indies some hope for the rest of the match oh my but gosh <laughs> oh my god I didn't even see that coming I'm actually disappointed with myself I, th- I thought it was so obvious that it was going to be funny and like a, this is such a bad joke kind of oh way oh my god <laughs> Um, well, that's cricket by Dunners in a nutshell right <laughs> that's there. That's us done for this week. <laughs> substandard cricket information, followed by a really substandard pun. We're going to be back with two lies. No, and... we're not going to be back. We're going to save you guys. <laughs> for your own sake, tune out now. We're going to be back with two lies, one truth, and the rest of the news after a bit of Amy Shark. This is Adore. That was Amy Shark, Adore. You're here on Cricket by Dummies on Sin 90.7. Alex, it's time for us to get our creative juices flowing. We don't... <laughs> just the that, look in your that face That was so there. creepy. <laughs> The, the way you said creative juices just scared me. Well, you were like focusing on something. I could see your face go, wait, no, that's not I, what he should I'm have said. I'm trying to prep my segment. <laughs> and you just say the word creative juices and I go, oh, no, we should not be letting him around children. <laughs> we should not be letting him on live radio. How to be fair, neither of us should be on live radio. How are we going to show? I have no idea. Would you like to continue your introduction to this segment? <laughs> are you sure you want the answer to that question? <laughs> yes. So now we are going to do a segment that we're going to call Two Lies and One Truth because two truths and one lie isn't cool enough. We ha- It's too mainstream, honestly. Yeah, yeah. No, so there's one truth, there's two lies, you've got to pick the truth, simple enough. And we've uh, come up with four or five that we're going to use across the show. And uh, Alex is up first. I've Alex, got... Wa- Alex lost the toss. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a fantastic combination here, so I'll be bowling to the Vulture Street end um, and I'll be curious to see what you go with my first combination. So my first combination is... I'm really hoping you won't look at my screen because the bolded ones. <laughs> my bolded ones are the answers. So, in a test. Wait, are we then... meant to know which ones are the truths? No. Oh, I know. Did <laughs> no. you not know? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> in a test in the 1920s, a man once took seven wickets in one over. Right? That is fact number one. Fact number two, a man in a domestic game in New Zealand once bowled one over, none for 77. And the third fact is, I once bowled out Victorian batsman Marcus Harris. This is my bowling category, everyone. Okay. I know you're trying to get me with the Marcus Harris one because you've actually bowled out... Oh, you've set this up well because now I'm going to say on live air, you've bowled out... Oh, it was the keeper. 
You bowled out a keeper, a Victorian keeper. It wasn't Marcus Harris, but you have. And I'm sure you're going to correct me on afterwards and gloat on live radio how you bowled out a Victorian <laughs> This definitely play. wasn't a setup for me to include the fact that I Can you actually say it now? Because I obviously know it's not Marcus Ryan Carter. I bowled out you Ryan Carter. You bowled out Ryan Carter. Who, uh, who played for Australia A and hit a double century against New Zealand. Uh, so New Zealand bowling attack couldn't get him out, but I could. Hashtag just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Did you genuinely actually set that up like that? <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I knew I knew you'd remember that it wasn't Marcus Harris, but I just wanted an excuse to talk about so it. So seven wickets in an over and mm, one, one over, none for seventy-seven. I oh jeez, these these are both like like statistically impo- improbable, <laughs> I- impossibly possible. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to be using that saying a lot. I think it was um, the seven wickets in an over, just because just because you, you said in you the, think that's the true one. Yes, just because okay. you said it was in the nineteen twenties. Okay, and you got very specific. In the other one, I said it was in a New Zealand domestic game. Yeah, but that's I don't know how to say it, that is more general in a less specific okay. way. Okay, so if you're going to lock that in, I'm ready to tell you the answer. Yep. The truth is that a man in a domestic game in New Zealand once bowled one over none for 77. So this is easily the best story I came across. You're going to absolutely love this, right? So with two overs left to go in the game, they needed, the opposition needed, like the bowling team needed, I think it was about eight wickets to bowl them all out. And the only way they were going to get them to do it was that if they put them in a position... Oh, no, sorry, not eight wickets. It was only about two wickets. Only about two wickets. The only way they were going to get them all out, because they were just blocking, was that if they gave them a reason to try and swing. So what they did was the first of the two overs, they bowled no ball after no ball after no ball over and over again, and the guy would just hit them to the boundary over and over again until they hit 77 off the second last over, so that when it came down to the last over, for the other team to win, they only needed about eight runs to win, but <laughs> but they were now willing to swing. They were now <laughs> They were now willing to swing, and therefore... <laughs> They had a chance of getting them out. Now, what ended up happening was they hit six runs off the last over and it ended up being a draw anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> but that is the best story I came across. That, I was so is, excited to read that. That is dirty captaincy. Yes. Though. So they bowled, I believe that it was is something a like cost 30 mentality. no balls in the over or something. It was, it was fantastic stuff. Is that like match fixing? Because um, you're not getting paid for it. This, but was, a, this was like the, the equivalent of Sheffield Shield cricket in New Zealand. Oh, wow. In, in like, the 1960s. Yep. It's a famous story. Look it up. Uh, it's crazy stuff. One over, none for 77. It's the most expensive over in any um, list A history by a mile. The next expensive is, like, 37 or something. <laughs> I wonder why there's such a big difference. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> they okay. were deliberately sabotaging. Okay. Interesting start. One, Alex, zero, Lachlan Ross. What you got? Okay. So... A player was once given run out despite being in his crease because he ran outside the wide marks. Interesting. Okay. A player was once given out because his dog entered the field and bit the bowler's leg. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. I just refuse to believe that's true. Okay, go on, next one. Well, the ironic thing is he was actually on nine at the time, so he was out canine. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, I know you have literally just written that joke. Written that just so you can write that joke. I appreciate the joke. There is no way that is true. <laughs> well, it's better than yours. You just write it to... You write your uh, lies to just um, gloat about getting Ryan Carter's out. I write it to make a good pun. Well, hey, the seven wickets was a good, good lie. You bought that one. And the last one is, Edge of Maine was once given out for wasting too much time before a delivery was bold. Okay, so... I'm not, I just do not accept the dog. I just refuse <laughs> to accept the dog. So it's one of the other two. Um, out for wasting too much time or run out for too wide. Um, I'm going to say that the out for too much time is the sucker 
and I'm going to say run out for too wide on the crease is the truth. Are you locking that in? I'm locking that in. Two Alex, zero chance. Yes! Uh, I the thought that'd be The interesting thing is you can't actually be... I don't think you can actually be given out for wasting time. That's why I threw it in there. I looked it up. You actually get deducted five... No, the fielding side gets five runs. Ah, interesting. So you don't actually get out for it. It's just if it's deemed too much time. So yes, you're right. It was a bit of a sucker <laughs> because I'm like... I don't know. I did my research. No, no. It's interesting. Good research from you. Um, my next category, as I take a comfortable lead heading into the second round, uh, is domestic cricket. All right, are you ready? Now, if you've heard this before, it's going to be boring. But if you haven't heard this, it's going to be fantastic, right? <clears throat> Victoria once defeated New South Wales in a Shield game by an innings and 656 runs, right? That is fact number one. Fact number two, Simon Cadditch has a better Shield average than Don Bradman. Fact number three, Victoria once bowled Tasmania out in an ODI game, like not international, but state-level game, for 16. Okay. Some interesting bits of information for you there. The problem Tell me. is all your facts... Well, no. So I I don't want to believe that Cadditch has a better <laughs> average than Don Bradman. But, like, that is so ridiculous. And you... Like, if you were trying to bait me, why would you come up with Simon Cadditch? <laughs> <laughs> it's such a random guy to come up with. Okay. And then out for 16. 16. 16. One of these is true. Two of them okay, are I'm incorrect. Okay, I'm pretty sure Victoria has... Wait, was it New South Wales beat Victoria or the other way around? Victoria bowled out to Tasmania. No, 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 the innings. Uh, Victoria once defeated New South Wales in a Shield game by an innings and 656 runs. I believe it's a little bit more than that. More than that? Yeah. I yeah think, okay. <laughs> I think you baited the answer from me because I've read, I think it's 677. Maybe I'm wrong though. Okay. Um, Don Bradman's time to catch. No, just no. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Victoria got out Tasmania for 16. Are you ready to find out whether or not you've struck back? Yeah. So the score is now Alex 3, Chuck oh, 0. No. So <clears throat> Victoria once bowled out Tasmania in an international game for 27, uh, in a one-day game for 27, but not for 16. Um, this is, you're going to love this. Don Bradman's, uh, sorry, Simon Cadditch's shield average is 55, uh, which is about fifth in the highest shield averages ever. Do you want to know what Don Bradman's shield average is? 54. 110. 110, almost exactly half. Um, so you were a little bit, little bit off on that one. Victoria did once defeat New South Wales in a Shield game by an innings and 656 runs. Uh, in the first innings, they bowled out New South Wales for 230 odd, then proceeded to make 1100 in their title. It's the highest score in a list A game by a mile. The next highest score is about 750, 800. Oh my God. That is a um, lot of. Oh, that sorry, no, it's about 900. Every person is averaging 100. No, so there was a triple century. Um, Bill Ponsford, you know, famous Bill Ponsford, yep. played for Australia. He made a triple century. I think he made 390 or something. And then two other batsmen made double centuries. Oh, my God. So they made 1,100 runs in a single innings. Then they rolled for New South Wales for like 200 or something in the second innings. So they won by I, an innings and 656 runs. Here's the thing. I've actually heard that before, but I thought it was a different figure and you're trying to mess with me. No. Because I've read that somewhere before. It's a true story. Okay. Well, I better start making a comeback yeah, now. Yeah, you're otherwise, in a lot of trouble. Otherwise... Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna have to change up my question probably. <laughs> no, you know what? We're gonna stay. We're gonna stay with the same question, and you're gonna get this right, but you're gonna love it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is this is a uh, we've given up winning. All right, and we're just going for entertainment purposes. We're just going for entertainment purposes. So, this one is about reviews. Okay. The ICC reviewed the changes to the review system that came <laughs> as a result of them reviewing the reviews. 
<laughs> I am serious, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> That's brilliant. It's like reviewception. <laughs> That's brilliant. I love your joke writing skills sometimes. <laughs> uh, Shane Watson justifiably reviews. <laughs> Well, that's just unrealistic. <laughs> that's, that's just completely unrealistic. That's just unrealistic. And the last one is uh, in a test between England and Bangladesh, there was nine total reviews in one innings. Wow, that's a lot of reviews. Um, uh, I don't know whether or not the Shane Watson justifiably reviews as a sucker. Because <laughs> I, I got a feeling that like... I mean, it's obvious that you'd think that Shane Watson justifyingly reviews just never happened in history, but I'm sure there was like one circumstance where he did justifiably review. Keep and what I'm going to do is put more as a joking question. <laughs> I do see that, but I worry that if I pick that there was nine reviews in innings, you're going to be like, "Aha! No, there was a match in 2007, or no, when did they introduce? Whatever, 2013, where Shane Watson was given out LBW and he overturned it. That was a justifi- justifiable review, and I'm worried yeah, you're going to flip it." Yeah, but there was me. like 50 <laughs> fails before that one. Okay. You make a good point. I'm going to say that England and Bangladesh, there were nine reviews in one innings, is the truth. Yes, there is. However, there was a the ICC actually did recently review the review system, <laughs> so I was kind of hoping to go with that. But then I took that. Comp- that was actually originally my truth. Then I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just taking well this. Out no, I believe in this. Uh, oh, there was one batsman that reviewed four times successfully. Wow. I believe Moeen Ali. No, five. Moeen, oh, I remember Moeen this. A- this was Moeen about a year and a half ago. Five times yeah. reviewed. Um, Stuart Broad did a couple five reviews I, I remember this because it was the issues were with the bounce and the yep. LBWs yeah I remember this yeah five no that's very interesting stuff uh, um, the, the ICC <laughs> as you can see that one wasn't as difficult as some as yours no but it was well written and I did enjoy it uh, we're going to be back with some more two truths or two lies one truth <laughs> and some more news after a bit of the Arctic Monkeys with two I want to I do want to know your truth that was Arctic Monkeys, Do I Want to Know. You're here on Sin 90.7 FM with Cricket by Dummies. Alex, we just had a lot of fun with Two Lies, One Truth. However, there is more news to cover, and I feel like we have an obligation <laughs> as a cricket show to at least uh, inform our listeners of what's happening in the cricket We should actually world. talk about cricket for a little while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that might be, you know, might be a responsibility. Not two Lies, One Truth by Dummies. <laughs> oh, my That'd gosh. That'd be a great show. Let's do that. Why, why did we just come up with this now? <laughs> two Lies. And every week we have a new topic. Yeah. <laughs> so one week it's cricket. The next week it's sandwiches, Two Lies, One Truth. <laughs> Does a BLT contain? <laughs> <laughs> and it's bacon, lettuce and Tyrannosaurus Rex. One of them is false. <laughs> oh my, okay. okay. Well, there you go. That's going to get ready for Two Lies, One Truth by Dummies next we, week. <laughs> we did actually just say that we're going to do cricket, but then <laughs> we just get steered away so easily. Anyways, Sheffield Shield, Alex, you love to talk about it. Talk about it. So, the WA Victoria game that we touched on last week wrapped up. Um, we went to. <laughs> we went to. Um, if you missed our fantastic interview with ourselves last week, go to the Facebook page. You can listen to last week's episode there. Um... It was a pretty boring game in the end. Uh, ended up being a draw as basically with a bit of uh, rain slowing down the game. They just couldn't get through the day. Uh, as 98 from Bazisto and a century from John O'Wells in the last innings uh, made sure that the Western, uh, West Australia ended 3 for 281. Uh, really nowhere near a result in that one. The Tasmania New South Wales game was a really interesting one because we talked about this. Day one and two were completely rained out. Uh, they then played 110 overs on day three and ended up finishing the match incredibly on day four. Um, Tasmania made four for 392 in the first innings in incredible stuff where they um, 
batted for a while and then declared. We talked about uh, centuries from, uh, who was it? Uh, Jordan Silk and Matthew Wade hit a 70 unbeaten. Um, they then rolled New South Wales twice in two innings. Um, Ed Cowan's 67 really was the only real fighting resistance in both innings. They ended up winning by 100 runs despite... Um, having one innings less to bat. Uh, for the, the wicket takers with them included uh, Jackson Bird taking three in the first innings and four in the second. And uh, Young Gay Bell, who actually played against England in the Cricket Australia 11 match, um, also took a couple wickets. In the final game, South Australia-Queensland. This one actually had something quite uh, interesting happen in this game since we last checked in. Uh, Joe Burns hit a double century in the second innings. When we talked last, he was 67 not out stumps. He ended up 202 not out as Queensland declared uh, declared at seven. Uh, what was it? Four eighty-five. I think they were in the end. I can't remember. Yep. Uh, sorry, five for sorry, five for three eighty-nine. They declared. Um, yeah. So they ended up making a very good total, um, and then the game basically ended in a draw as South Australia set them a three hundred and fifty odd to win, but just time again. Time. It was a very slow round of uh, well, Sheffield cricket this week. Lots of rain across the country. Yeah. Probably didn't help a lot of the games. Yeah, um, definitely. Even the Western Australia Victoria game. The day we were there, there was a lot of rain interrupted play. Um, the England Cricket Australia game happened, but I don't really care, so we're going to move on. Um, if you want to find out about that, you go, go find it online. Go, There's go. stuff on it. Um, the WDBBL has started. We forgot to talk about this last week, but um, it started uh, over the last few days. It's been great. I've been really yeah. enjoying it. Have you? Yeah, it's been great. And it's across the day as well. Like... I like I, the fact that I can get up at 10 o'clock and there's a game starting in 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I know. They're playing a lot of games very, very quickly. But, like, it's so good to watch. I, I don't know about you, but I watched um, Sydney Sixers against Melbourne Stars because Melbourne Stars guy um, on Saturday or Sunday. And uh, the, the Sixers came out and made 242 in a T20 match. Yes, you're hearing me correctly. <laughs> they came out and made 242. Yeah, and people Ash- say that women can't hit the ball very far. No, yeah, that they they clearly can't score as much, right? No, they clearly didn't watch Ash Gardner's fantastic innings, the highest total ever in a WBBL game. She hit 114 or 52 balls. She fantastic went out stuff. in the 14th over. <laughs> that was the ridiculous thing. Yeah. I was so disappointed, even as a Stars fan. I was just like, she could have so easily made 160, 170. She was just making it look easy, whereas at least Perry was at the other end, right? And she was 30 off like 29 because she was just feeding the strike. Because she's like, well, she's going to bat well. <laughs> and as soon as Ash Gardner went out, at least Perry just looked around and was like, cool. I got, I got this. This. <laughs> this is on me. And ended up uh, 92, I think. 91, not out. Oh, yeah. 49 balls. But the biggest headline coming from this game was um, when a shot by Elise I Perry. I don't laugh at this. this <laughs> oh, my God. But I actually, I actually laughed at this. It was it was genuinely funny and like, oh, oh no, kind of way. Um, she hit a ball into the crowd and it struck a young kid in the face. He's fine now, um, but he went to hospital. Uh, Elise Perry was clearly distressed at the time, having hit this poor kid. Um, I've always, it's always been something I've talked about that um, I, I'm just surprised people don't get hit more often. Like, cricket balls can be extremely dangerous and they fly into the crowds reasonably often. Um, that it was about time it was going to happen. I don't think this will change anything and I don't think it should. Just maybe people be more aware when you're at the crowds. Yeah, I believe the ball took a weird bounce, though. Yeah, it hit it a was, chair and then hit It was very it. unfortunate. But no, um, Elise Perry went right up to the boundary line and made sure um, he was as okay as he could be. And she signaled for the Sixers' um, physio to go up as well and was just like hurrying on and you could see the genuine concern on her face and she's just a lovely human being and good on her. It was a great role model. Like that's one of the things sports needs. 
a lot great role models and she's one of them yeah then gave her cap to the kid at the end of the game um just a quick run through the other games uh megan shoots adelaide strikers destroyed the hurricane she took four for 26 and talia mcgrath took two for 15 as they dealt with them nicola carey who is a young gun to watch out for for everyone out there playing for the sydney thunder um batted beautifully hit 47 of 17 balls and she just basically hit the ball to all corners of the ground some really intelligent shots in that give that a watch as they beat the renegades um we talked about the Sixers game already uh nat Siver and Catherine Brunt, the two English imports for Perth, made a fantastic start to their Big Bash campaigns. Nat Siver hit uh, 84 runs off 46, and Brunt took three wickets as they uh, they dealt with, I believe it was... I can't even remember. I think no. it was uh, I, Renegades again? I'm not sure. Like I try and keep up with it. There's, but still, they've, they've there's played, been six games in two days. I'm trying to keep yeah, up. <laughs> every team's played like twice now, and it started on Saturday. It's that's what I like about it. Like, we don't even have to go through all the results as such because, like, there's just so much happening. Yeah. You can't miss any cricket. Yeah, definitely. And in the last two games, Susie Bates hit a century, second century over the weekend, 102, and Amanda Wellington took three for nine as the striker smashed the Hurricanes by 83 runs. Final game of the weekend, uh, Ash Gardner again in the run. She hit 47, and Alyssa Healy hit 49 as the Sixers again beat the, thar- uh, the hur- Thunder. 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 There we go. Got it right. First time around, definitely. Um, we're done with that. Let's go back to Two oh, Lies, One that Truth. Was, that was very dismissive. <laughs> I've, no. Please watch the... Please women. do. It's it's great stuff. The uh, Men's it's, Big Bash starts next Tuesday. We'll be talking a bit more about that next week. Yes, but no, the Women's Big Bash League has been just as good and I've been very impressed. And I would recommend you all watch it. What I'd also recommend <laughs> is someone tell me which one's the goddamn truth because I can't figure it out yet. So we are in the middle of a fantastic game of two lies, one truth, um, in which we have to pick the opposition person's truth amongst the lies. Um, And so far, I've been extremely dominant in a fantastic performance for me. I've taken three for two off two overs in my opening spell. And uh, you know what? I'm feeling good. You're feeling good? I'm feeling good. Are you ready for my next one, Chocolate Ross? That was a combination of chocolate and Lachlan into the word Chocolate Ross. Let's not do that again. Just tell me. Okay, you ready? This one is about batting. Okay. Don Bradman only hit seven sixes in his career. That is my first fact. Fact number two, Nathan Bracken once hit 185 not out in a Shield match. Fantastic batsman that we know he was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of the best number 11s you'll ever see. (laughs) And speaking of number 11s, Chris Martin has more test wickets than runs. I'm pretty sure it's Chris Martin. Like, his average was two. And he was a jet bowler. And if his average is two, like, he's not even getting out every innings. He gets out most, though. No, I think, like, I have been talking about the other ones for a bit, and I'm sure Nathan Bracken's a fantastic batsman <laughs> in his own right. And um, I'm sure, well, Don Bradman just played it through third man, let's be honest. You don't score sixes there too often. No, I'm going to go with Chris Martin. And you get your first point for the day. Well done. Chris Martin, in his career, hit two, uh, hit 133 runs and took 233 wickets. That is incredible stuff. Um, it's not even close. I thought I it might be close, but it's no, it's not, not even, even close. close. Uh, Nathan Bracken's highest shield score is about 60. <laughs> not just, even close again. I, I just made that up. And um, Tom Bradman only hit six sixes in his career, not seven, out of curiosity. So almost there. Um, yeah, they didn't hit many sixes in those days. But yes, well done. Chris Martin has more runs in his career than test wickets. Uh, sorry, more wickets in his career than test runs. Incredible stuff. What do you got for me? Okay, so mine's about matches being delayed. Yeah. A match was once delayed because a sausage sizzle got out of control. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, you're going to go through all of these and then you're going to explain to me how sausage sizzle gets out of control. Oh, Alex, <laughs> it's a very complicated thing. <laughs> oh, no. What are the other two? <laughs> I think we can both say that's definitely not the truth, unfortunately. No, or maybe it is. Um, a match was once delayed because a cricket ball once broke into two pieces. Oh, yeah. I can see that happening. What's the last one? A match was once delayed because a frog appeared from a crack in the pitch. I feel like that's a meme I've seen on Facebook. <laughs> what is it with you and memes this episode? Um, I, I feel like I saw that. that like Somebody joked about the whacker pitch's cracks being so wide that like animals live in there. I reckon I've seen that before. Um, the ball seems like the obvious one. Can you just explain to me, though, what what, what is the sausage getting out of hand involved? <laughs> Oh, well, Alex, I, I don't know why you ask. It's, it's obvious. So obvious, yeah. It's, it's something that goes without saying, actually. It's just every time there's an election down at, down at Bunnings, you get your democracy sausage and quite often it gets out of hand. No, like literally. Oh, my God, is it getting eaten? Is if it gets yeah, eaten, no, then it's no, getting it out of Literally, none of the players wanted to play because it was miserable <laughs> conditions. And they actually went and to the sausage and the umpires were like, well, we don't actually have enough players to play a game here. So they delayed the match until everyone had a sausage. <laughs> you are making this up. You are making this up. Okay, I'm gonna say, I did really well to keep a straight face with you For there. most of it. By the way, if this ends up being the truth, you... I will, I, I will happily... I will that's happily, two points. I will happily let you rub it in my face. Um, I'm going to say the ball was split in two is the truth. Nope. A frog appeared from a crack in the pitch. No! I believe it was in like the 50s. Oh, jeez. In the West Indies? No, I believe it was Australia. No way. And a frog appeared from a crack in the pitch. I should have looked at this in more detail, but when I found it, it didn't give me an awful lot of detail. But I came no, across that somewhere. I just frog thought it was a joke. from a crack in a pitch. <laughs> oh, wow. Like they were coming into bowl and a frog just came out and just like, ribbit. <laughs> it doesn't say ribbit, it says bowl and chain. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Gary. Nice. <laughs> Oh, it turns uh, out it wasn't a frog, it was a goat. <laughs> and that makes it 4-2. It does make it 4-2. And with this last one either side, I can tie it. <laughs> you can. Um, right, my next category is spinners. And I'm going to get this one through nice and quickly. All right, you ready? An Indian spinner once bowled 32 overs, z- a zero, uh, 32 overs, 32 maidens, zero for zero. <laughs> zero for one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shane Warne's middle name is not actually Keith. Ooh, Ooh, interesting, that one. Adam Zampa once went for 222 in one innings in a Shield game. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Adam Zampa's this kind of guy to, <laughs> to do that. And even if he, like, tore a bit of his hair out every time he went for a run, he'd still, <laughs> he'd have, still have a lot of hair left at the end. Yeah, still have heaps of hair. Uh, uh, that's a very specific joke for people out there that get that joke. Um, okay. This what is an feeling? interesting one. Yeah, it's a bit I'm of a mix. Because I'm tempted to go the Indian spinner. But then I'm, yours are also difficult. <laughs> See, mine at worst is one joke, like one complete, complete joke. Like, of course, it's not a sausage sizzle. <laughs> as soon as you ask me what that could entail, I'm like, okay, this is not good. You're going to really enjoy my last one. Jeez, <laughs> um, I think I'm going to have to go 32 overs, 32 maidens, zero for zero. Final answer? Yep. And the correct answer is Adam Zampa once went for 222 oh in one <laughs> <No>. Just no. <laughs> Adam Zampa in a game about four years ago bowled 51 overs, three for 222. Incredible stuff. 
<laughs> like, at least when Jason Crozier went for 200, he got eight <laughs> wickets. He got eight along. wickets. Adam Zebron, they got three. Shane Warren's middle name is actually Keith. And the Indian spinner bowled 32 overs, 27 maidens, none for five. Pretty. Okay. Still very economical, but not quite perfect. What do you got? Okay. So we're doing five. Two, five. by the way. Are we doing five? Yeah, let's do five. Let's go through them. Okay, because I'm saving my best one for last. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so... A bowler once bowled 774 balls in a test. How many overs is that? It's like 120 odd? It's it's 129. Next one. It's 129 dead on. 129 overs. That's a lot of overs. Uh, my captain once bowled me for four overs. No. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, next one. Next one? (laughs) Yeah. Uh... You're going to like this one. <laughs> yep. ben, ben Stokes doesn't resort to violence. <laughs> <laughs> it's my typical... There's one that's more obvious. There's one that's half obvious but kind of a joke. And there's one that's just complete. <laughs> well, we all know that Ben Stokes does resort to violence. I'm going to lock in the first one, thanks. Uh, that a bowler once bowled... Uh, 119 overs, yes. Yes. Uh I've actually been bowled for four overs <laughs> no before. No way. I I've been bowled for four overs before. <laughs> Who let you bowl for four overs? Uh, someone clearly not intelligent. Under 12s? I must, yeah, it was under 12s. <laughs> I must have been bowling well that day. I did. Someone's bowled 773 balls in a test, though. Wow, that's crazy. I can't believe you got a four-over spell. That's ridiculous. <laughs> no, it was three overs and I came back for one. You think I got a four-over spell? <laughs> that's crazy. Right, last round. Uh, five three. Five three. So I you need both of these up. to win, right? I don't think you're gonna get mine. <laughs> My last category is Africa. You're gonna enjoy this, right? <clears throat> a domestic game in South Africa once got postponed because the away team got attacked by a lion on the way to the ground. <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing, but <laughs> not option number two. The longest test match. Uh, the longest test match ever had to end because England needed to take their ship home to South Africa. All right. Uh, sorry, conf- from South Africa. Yeah, I'm pretty to confident home. that's true, by the way. Um, this was like ages ago, back when the, t- the test would go on for a while. I've read that before, I yeah. believe. <clears throat> in a tour of Zimbabwe, an Australian player once let baboons loose in their dressing room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's a weird thing to let loose. Now, in their dress, wait, in their dressing room. In the Australian's dressing room. So, did they bring like a cage of them? And just, yep. can you tell me how that works? So, they honestly, they, they one of the this was in the seventies. One of the players is like a joke. Brought in a cage of baboons and let them loose in the dressing room. Okay. Yeah. Not even joking. Did he go red faced? <laughs> red bummed. Oh, red bummed. <laughs> right. Yeah. One of those is true. Two of them. Are I'm false. pretty confident it's the England South Africa. Uh, the England having to leave on boat. You've caught me out. Well done. 5-4. Five, 5-4. Four. Five, four. Um, okay, this is going to be great because this is this question is just a joke. Yeah, so that's actually true. The longest test match ever had to end because England had to leave. They had to go home, which I just find hilarious personally. You know what the thing is about the baboon story? Is the only incorrect piece of information in that story is that it wasn't baboons, it was chimpanzees. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that wow. actually happened. Oh, wow. I was like, he said the 1970s way too smoothly. <laughs> oh, wow. Chimpanzees, that's, not that's the That's quite the prank. And I kind of made up the line. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty confident. You, that's the first one all night where I'm like, yeah, he's definitely made up. <laughs> I went a little bit out attack, there. <laughs> get attacked by line. <laughs> I went a little bit out there hoping that I could get away with it and clearly I haven't. Okay, th- this is about the first cricketer. To, right. Or, so, <sighs> prepare yourself. These are long... I need th- this to win. These, these are long, like, statements. Okay, yep, hit me. So... 
Viv Richards is the only batsman ever to, as a to as a right-hander, score a half-century batting with one hand in a first-class match. Batting, like, as in he held the bat with one hand? Yep. Like, I was about to say no way, but Viv Richards, that doesn't surprise me. He was that kind of person. Yeah. Wow, that's nuts. Okay, option two. I was the first cricketer ever to get three wickets in four deliveries after waking up on the left side of my bed and having 5.5 <laughs> wee picks for breakfast while singing Chandelier Eight Octaves Down. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most specific fact I've ever heard. And the so, thing is, it can very easily be true as Hang well. on, if you're singing Chandelier Eight Octaves Down, that means you've got an incredible range. I didn't even know there were notes that low. <laughs> Let's be honest, it's not going to be one octave down. <laughs> okay, righto, yeah. Final fact? Coley, of Rat Coley, Coley, is the first cricketer to captain his country in a test against Sri Lanka at home while scoring a second-inning century batting right-handed in a match which he bowled an incomplete over in the first <laughs> innings in November. Oh, my God. <laughs> and one How of, am I supposed to work this out? One of these is true. <laughs> so. I, I don't know if you heard it because you're laughing too hard, but there's a little bit at the end where it said in November. In November, <laughs> I did hear that. I mean, any of them could be true. I'm, okay. Jesus, honestly. Okay, like, let me let me think for a second. Five and so a half you took, picks. So, so what was it? You took three wickets and four balls? Yep. Singing Chandelier eight octaves down. That After is factually incorrect. You cannot sing Chandelier <laughs> eight octaves down. Keep now, in mind, I wouldn't know how many octaves down I'm singing, so I would just guess. It'd be my best <sighs> guess. I think that's. I think that well, one's not true. I think you've made also, that one. I, I think I it's well written. I woke up on the left side of bed as well. <laughs> Pretty sure your bed isn't even wide enough to have two sides. What do you know about my bed? I've spent a lot of time in it. Ooh, sexual tension here in Kickerbite Dummies. <laughs> okay, that was just too far. Just okay. focus on the question. I'm going to answer. I'm going to say that the correct answer, the true story, is Viv Richard of 50 with one hand. Incorrect! No! <laughs> it was Brat Coley. Oh, no. He did it recently. <laughs> yeah, November was last month. Oh, yeah, I'm so Sri disappointed. Yeah, and Test Series. It's, oh. <laughs> I saw, like, the fact came up on a random website. It's just like, he's the first cricketer captain his country in a test against Sri Lanka at home while scoring a second inning century batting right-handed in a match which he bowled an incomplete over in the first innings in November. That is the most specific. Like, I thought the first one was the most specific fact I've ever heard. That one might even top it. That's incredible. Well, it's been a very enjoyable end to this. Five all. The comeback. <laughs> yeah, it's a tie. It's a tie. We're going to have to postpone this till next time where we can get some more in and decide on an eventual winner. Four nil I was up. That's so poor. You choked. I did choke. I choked worse than Australians on day five of the test match. Yes. Oh, okay. That's been an enjoyable end to <laughs> Cougar by Nummies episode 10. Um, we are changing time slots here on As the show. As, yeah, seasons change into summer season, so we are actually unsure of our time at the moment, but we are hoping uh, for Wednesday afternoon. But if you keep following the uh, Facebook page, we will keep you updated there for sure. Um, yet again, if you haven't, if you've missed part of this episode or any past episode, you can catch it on Omni or iTunes. Um, we'll always post the links for that on the Facebook page as well. So simply just follow the Facebook page. Um, it's been an eventful episode, but <laughs> it's been a fun one. Um, yeah, I don't know what else I can say apart from that. Uh, we'll I'm be back next week with some more Ashes because the test starts on Thursday. There will be lots of uh, news for next week as and well. And Big Bash. Get yes. excited. 
Get excited, everyone. Um, I'm Chuck. My name's Alex Henry. And have a good night, everyone.